Welcome to the launch episode of Top 5 with Nick. It is a seasonal episode where me and two guests join me and we go through our top fives of any particular topic. Each season we'll be covering a different topic. Season 1, considering we're all gamers, I considered I decided to do gaming topics. Um, so launch episode so we're going to be doing launch games today i am joined by dylan blight hello everybody and kieran marchant g'day g'day you're not allowed to say that you're not australian i am actually i've got a piece of paper that says i am fake news (laughs) (laughs) wow topical that's all right you're honorary you're welcome all right so on my show there are no rules if you consider it in your top five, then it's allowed. So there's things on there like games that were released on the platform before or anything like that. If anything comes up, it's no holds barred. Whatever you feel like. Just um, make your argument for it at the time. Exactly. You can't say something like Last of Us is number one launch game for PS3 because it was in the PS3 launch uh, Last- release window. Yeah. It's uh, outlandish to say. Exactly. I feel Ridiculous. Like, I feel like if you listen to either of the Pleasure Explosion episodes that were top fives, it's just the same rules. Yeah, a bit of history. Like, this is a spin-off of my, the very best episodes of Pleasure Explosion, the top fives. <laughs> the best episodes, oh. Okay. The very best. Okay. That is un- irrefutable. I think they're good ones. I like listening to people's top fives. I like reading people's top five lists. Me too. So it's I n- like that. I like talking about lists. I like making lists. I like statistics. So there we go. Um, I personally don't have my top five numbered. If you wish to list yours in order, you certainly can. Um, all right. So here we go. I'm going to start with you, Dylan. What's your first or number five, whatever, however you want to do it? I, I've got, I've got, I, I'll intro my thing. So I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't trying to make a list purposely with only games I'd played. I was open-minded to uh, like looking when I googled like launch game lists and I looked for every console. I was willing to make a list of launch games that were good games, but I didn't actually play them at launch time. If that made sense. I was thinking that too, but I figured I I'd rather make mine more play, plus, actually, personal, though. more personal yeah. than. I went into it open, but then I just ended up making one with stuff I actually did play at the launch time or close to launch experience because there was like something on here that I didn't play until like six months down the track. And there's other stuff that I played at friends' houses when they got the consoles. Yeah. And I didn't, but that still counts. Uh, on that note, my number five is for is a PS3 game. I didn't I didn't get a PS3 until like a year and a half, two years uh, into its release. I knew someone who got a PS3 at release date for some reason. Rich motherfucker. So, they're really not, really. It's just like <laughs> literally every cent they had in their life, they decided to use poorly, very, very poorly. <laughs> Didn't buy a car for two years after this or something. <laughs> like, very bad decision. Uh, but the game is Resistance Fall of Man. Very Interesting good. Choice. Good choice. I love the Resistance franchise. Uh, I think it, I've never been a huge first-person shooter fan at all. I was never huge into any of the ones on the PS2. Like, I, I remember playing Killzone. Everyone loved that back in the day, the original one on PS2. Yep. Didn't really care. Never really got into Call of Duties. My favorite person, first person shooter up until a point was Medal of Honor. Was it Frontline or whatever that was on? Yeah, Allied Assault. Yeah, which was fantastic. Allied Assault. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so, but I never really cared for any of them because most of the stories didn't really grab me. Most of the themes didn't really interest me. Whatever. Run around with gun, shoot things. Resistance Fall of Man, it was the story. It was the setting. It was the theme. End of world, alternate timeline, aliens. Cool. Like, it was just a mixture of really, really stuff that interests me. And, of course, we're, we're approaching the... We're in the PS3 era now where... Uh, we're hitting the technology to be able to still, um, tell more cinematic storylines. Yep. And I remember the first time I played Fall of Man, it was that co- type of experience where you're like, oh shit, next gen, we're <laughs> here. What's going on, Chimera, you son of a bitch? Just like punching you in the face. Um, so yeah, Resistance, Fall of Man. Did you have any experience with the multiplayer where it was something astonishing for the time? It was like 50 players or something like that? Really? Yeah, it was heaps. I don't even remember the yeah, first time. Yeah, it was, was, 30 30 30 was like a ridiculous like number. Yeah. It was a ridiculous number, I remember. Remember the second... I played a bunch of Resistance 2's multiplayer. There's only one trophy I don't have in Resistance 2, and it's one multiplayer one where you had to get like 100,000 or like 10,000... No, no, that seems like really, really high. It was like 10,000 kills online in the multiplayer, and I was like, no. It's just... like That's a lot of time. That's, yeah. If you... If you look at the end of matches and like even the people coming first are getting what? If you're really, really kicking ass, like 20 to 30 kills a match. Yeah. That's so many matches to play. I got every, but I did, I did play enough multiplayer number two to get the other ones, just not that one. Yeah. But fuck. It was at a time too where broadband wasn't really as household as everything else too. Yeah. Yeah. I never had, um, on the PS2, I had the. What was it? It was a Battlefield or something like that. It was one of those games. Yeah. I, I had it where you could like switch between different characters, but to play online, it was the game that came with the like network, oh, the network adapter, adapter yeah. thing. Yeah. But I got it secondhand and I just got the game secondhand just to play it. I never had the, the network adapter to, to play online or anything like that. I just remember it being this this object of obscurity, like, oh, the network adapter to play games <laughs> online. That's funny that's really funny weird. story about that too. It's like when I got the Got to launch PS3 with the backwards compatible one. I remember putting in Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence with the online mode and playing that. Just thinking, how do I navigate this archaic, fucking clunky interface, try to connect online? But I did get some games online, which was all right. Um, did you play Resistance, the first Resistance? I did. I did. did I got either of you play it, like it? Yeah, or... I loved it. Oh, yeah, was, I um, really enjoyed it. I really liked that. that that different to like take on world war two in that time period. Mm. Um, and just seeing how they integrated like that new alien technology into the games eventually was really interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I feel like a lot of people were, weren't so hot on the first one. It wasn't until the second one or what that people actually came around on the, those franchise, I suppose. But and a, a lot of people probably missed it cause it was a launch game. And mm. then most people didn't get their PS3s two years later. Exactly. And at that point it was like, what is this game? I've got Uncharted to play and whatever yeah. else. All right, Kieran, over to you. Okay. So my list is, my list is heavily defined by the era, the era of games I grew up with, I guess, because I didn't really start gaming till the PlayStation one N64 kind of period of time. So yep. it's very, it, when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's very um, judged by that. So my number five on the list was uh, Rayman for the PS1. Um, Interesting. Because I, I remember loving the crap out of it. My first console in the house was a PlayStation 1 that I can remember, I, could, yep. I think. Um, and I can remember playing the first level of Rayman over and over and over and over again because A, I was terrible, but B, 
I didn't. I think you had to use codes for to get to the different levels, and I can never yeah. remember the codes. Um, I loved the art style of that game, the colorfulness of it. Um, it was extremely different. Even just Rayman's design himself, with mm-hmm. you know, it was this character that was disjointed, didn't really have anything connecting his hands and his feet and his head, um, and just like the cool little like. Um, style of just like you know using his hair his hair to fly around with yeah um i really love that art style and rayman grew into a game that i really loved and then with rayman 2 and rayman 3 that came out that kind of changed the play style it still is a game with a very special place in my heart with playing it did either of you two play rayman i've never played a rayman in my life i've played one two can't remember three uh raving rabbits um, that doesn't the, Mario Rabbids, the, the side-scrolling ones that they put out a couple of years ago, which were apparently really called. good, but I never went to and never played. They but are really. Wasn't good. Rayman always side-scrolling? Uh, no. Well, no, Rayman was side-scrolling for Rayman One, and then Two and Three became like a third-person, three-dimensional, yeah, like yeah, third-person world, and then yeah, it's gone back to side-scrolling. So some would say that I'm a bigger Rayman fan than you, by the sounds of it. Why? Why? Why would you say this? Because I've played the new games. Well, I haven't. I just and I always got told they were really good. I just you know I never went and played them. Is they that are a, really good. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Rayman scared me as a kid actually because his body's made of of objects that shouldn't exist together. I didn't realize the Rayman was that older franchise. Yeah, yeah, it was on the original PlayStation. Rayman was. Um, it, I think it was like Sony's attempted answer to Mario in many ways. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Ubisoft or whatever. I'd, well, Sony didn't. It, yeah, sorry, it's Ubisoft, but it was the game on the PlayStation that was most compared to, yeah, Mario in many ways. I've sorry, never been a Dylan. fan of the art style, the Rayman. Oh man, try and play the new ones. Art's beautiful, very colourful, yeah. very. Oh, uh, even if you don't I like think... the character designs, uh, it's level highly designs unlikely that I'll ever get to it. No, you're not, because Tarkov's around, <laughs> um, and World of Warcraft. <laughs> Um, no, I don't, Rayman freaked me out as a kid because his, bo- his body doesn't connect. It's just a bunch of... It's like floating bobs ...that are somehow managing to stay next to each other and work together inside that little tiny brain of his. Yeah. And it scared me. Stuff it like scared that scared you. me. Between, and two, two, kid, two kiddie cartoon games, or whatever you want to call them, scared me as a child. Number one, Rayman. No, number two's Rayman. Number one that scared me, Croc, Legend of the Gobbos. Scared really? the shit out of me as a kid. Abe's Odyssey <laughs> scared the fuck out of me. Abe's Odyssey, I, I, I will agree with Abe being I don't know, scary. something about it being a little kid and playing as a guy of a race, the like slaves that get eaten, get mulched up and put into food. That really yeah, terrified me. I think I, I, I never scared me, but I think I just laughed at it because you could press the button to make him fart. <laughs> so maybe I was getting scared at some stage and then I discovered that button and because I couldn't beat the first or second level because I was a kid and I couldn't even, wasn't even good enough to figure it out. Yeah. Just like stand there in the corner, just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Toilet humor, the best. <laughs> All right. My first one is. On a console that I've never owned, I've never owned an Xbox, but it's Halo. I have a lot of fond memories memories of Halo 1, going over to my friends across the road and we'd just sit there all afternoon playing multiplayer or taking turns playing the campaign. I'll forever always think of 
being a stupid kid and the first mission was find Captain Keys, but I always thought it was find the Captain's Keys. And I was looking everywhere for a set of keys. <laughs> Far and just pl- And just playing, like, four-player split-screen multiplayer with my brother and his brother, and we're just doing Chaps of Flag and um, Blood Something Gulch, what was it called? It's Blood Song Gulch. That's one, yeah. And yeah, hey, Halo's like the pick, like if I was making a, uh, you know, like not personal list, but like what do you think is the top five best launch games? Yeah. It's like where I think you'd put Halo 1 as an automatic yeah. pick, I think. And I never had a launch console until Vita maybe, and then PS3 and PS4, so, and yeah. Switch. But yeah. Um, Halo. Good memories. Halo. I Halo, played a lot of Halo. Halo. I've only ever played the multiplayer, though. Played Halo 1's Halo. the only one I really played. I played Halo 1. I played Halo 2. I never played Halo 3. Missing out. Because, Halo 3 was a great game. Because when I was a kid, everyone's house I went around to never had PlayStations. All my friends had Xboxes. So it was always just like we'd sit down and play fucking Halo 1 or 2 whenever I ran around for sleepovers and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, you can, put, you can put music on your USB and play it in the background while we kill the alien thing. I'm like, okay. I was like the gun design. I, I've never actually played. I have no idea what happens in those games, yet I've probably put a decent chunk of time into playing freaking multi, like split screen multiplayer. Yeah. Just because it was a game that was apparently constantly on in everyone's house. No one ever turned their Xboxes on either. It was just like always on and the co- controller was just on the table. Like, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, funny side story about that playing music in the background. I remember getting my PSP. And getting the GTA games, and you can put yes. your own music on it. And I just made fuck, put a fuckload of music on for your own private radio station. Yep, so did I. It was awesome. Good times. It was a big, was a big moment. Wow, yeah, I feel you like for that you're missing out with that memory card. GTA radio stations were the best. No, but it was fun. Not it was the like PSP the... ones. They weren't fantastic. Oh, the Vice City one was good. Oh yeah, V Rock was good. I didn't listen to the other ones. V V V V. Haven't you got stuff to say about Halo, you fucking Xbox fanboy over there, Kieran? I do, but I have Halo in my list, so I was like, I'll save it for <laughs> oh, later. Ah. Fair enough. Dylan, you should probably say you. that so I'm not staring at you like, what the fuck, Kieran? Say something. Yeah. Um, ready for my, my number four. <clears throat> the Herbs Sims Oh my fucking God. I saw this was a launch. DS. I saw this was a fucking launch game on a couple of consoles. I was like, no. I played no. so much. Of this game. Fuck it out. <laughs> Without even making it a joke. I played so... This is one of those things where I wrote it down. So I wrote... Like with old top X, 10, 5, 15 million lists, I write down a short list and then you work from the short list to make the top five and put them in order. Yeah. And I wrote it down at the time because I'm like, yeah, that was a game I played a lot of. And then when I'm staring at it and I'm staring at the other games I had and I'm like, there's no way I can deny this. There's no way I can deny this because I had a DS launch... Uh, well, mate, not day one, but I had it within the first like three months or something like that, I think, and had this freaking game. And all you did was play these mini games to like get money, and you had to do jobs, and you had to basketball. And it was just a bunch of like mini <laughs> games, and then you just walk around. And it had this soundtrack done by the Black Eyed Peas. And when I was and I was at the age where I fell in love with the Black Eyed Peas at this time, um, all I did was listen to them. So that was like a high selling point of this thing. The, the, it was great. I, I I don't think I ever finished it. I don't even know. I believe there was some sort of story. It was convoluted as hell. Like you're you're trying to get a job to be this thing, and then you meet mob bosses, and then a zombie bites you. And you're like, whoa! This took a spin for the sci-fi, and we're over here. But yeah, the herbs, Sims in the city. <laughs> I never played it on DS. I remember playing it on PS2. 
Oh, there's differences. There was they changed the gameplay and the, everything because obviously it can't work the same. But because the herbs was more like The Sims on PlayStation Two, it was just a bit more street, street life. Yeah. You street, you street kids. Street. Got to get them street jobs to meet them street dreams. <laughs> got to make your apartment urban, yo. Yeah, it's not racist. Every character in this was white. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the technology to do different skin colors back then. Yeah, that's there. Yeah. Ubisoft, Ubisoft made this game too. <laughs> the Sims, Ubisoft. Isn't that EA? Yeah, that was, that was a joke. Of Ubisoft's defense. Oh, oh, the Assassin's yeah. Creed comment. Uh, Too hard to make girls because you need to make their boobs or whatever they said a year or two back. Boob physics are very complicated. Boob physics are very hard. Have you to seen get Dead or right? Alive? Um, yeah. Fucking fair enough, That's a white male. I yeah. understand that. <laughs> all right. Well, there's my number four, unless anyone's got questions. Moving on. Not at all. No. Kieran. <laughs> no. Good old herbs. Uh, my number four was Time Splitters on PlayStation 2. Interesting. Um, which. For many people, many people have that love for Goldeneye, for that multiplayer in Goldeneye. I have that same love, but for Time Splitters on PS2, because the campaign for that game was ridiculously hard, but fun. The multiplayer was awesome, and it had bullshit characters in it, like the monkey, which was pretty much odd job, because he was, you know, had this, like, had that same kind of style of targeting system as uh, Goldeneye does. It was just, and I didn't know Goldeneye was a thing, and Time Splitters was just my baby, and then it evolved into Time Splitters 2 and 3 being such great games as well. It disappoints me that they don't make Time Splitters games anymore. Um, jumping through like different periods of time, and how the different periods of time could bring out different characters, and have different weapons and everything. It was so much fun, and such a wide array of just, um, you know, one minute you'll be in some kind of urban futuristic world and next minute you'll be like an Aztec temple and I found that fantastic um, I love all the time splitters games um, for various reasons actually especially I've never played a single one how many is there there's three there's three, three. Yeah, there's time splitters one two and three yeah there's three times I think two. I remember hiring three from the video store and playing that like one weekend with my brother multiplayer but that's my only experience with it and it wasn't just like it wasn't just a first person shooter there was a lot of like puzzles and things to work out in the campaign, and it was a very, um, it was almost a lot like what DSX became in the end. But yeah, it was it was pretty heavy on the um, the gunplay and everything for it. Mm. But I loved it. Shout out to Time Splitters. Give me another one, please. I'll allow it. All right, my next one is NFL Street Two for the PSP. Oh my god, for the PSP. For the PSP. Fucking hell. Did you have a? Did you get a PSP? When did you get your PSP? On launch. Did you really? Yeah. Holy shit! I still have the Fair. chunky one. At, the thumbsticks missing, but I still have it in um, the bedroom there with cross. I got mine. It. I don't know when did Vice City come out. Oh, uh, not that for was a bit years, later. I still had Liberty City before that. Yeah, and, Liberty. City. Oh no, Liberty City. I got yeah because I got mine when Liberty City came out. Yeah, whatever the first one was. Liberty City stories. Yeah. Yeah. NBA. NFL. Oh, NFL. NFL, NFL Street 2. Street 2. I remember sitting in the library at school just playing that when I'm meant to be studying. Probably explains why I'm in the position I am today in life, but (laughs) (laughs) it's worth um, it. How were the Pats in that that game? Were they good? Were they winners? They were pretty good, yeah. They were good. They were at a time where I didn't... I, I played it at a time before I really knew a whole lot about NFL, like I knew I had an interest in it, but I didn't really. 
have an understanding of the game and NFL Street was a lot more lax with the rules and all the technical stuff and it had exhibit in it, so there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gonna hit yeah, me you, up. You created your own like street crew and running around playing against other streets and like you could build up this power meter and get activated and they do flips over other players and all stuff like that. What's the difference between me and you? About four or five inches to Six something and something amount of vehicles. Oh my god, so I, I had the same experience with FIFA Street. FIFA Street oh, yeah. on PlayStation 2, I really loved. Um, because, yeah, I was really into soccer back then, and it was really cool to have, like, you know, your favorite football players together, soccer players yeah. together. It was fun. And I've never played a street game again. Oh, really? It was just the yeah. one time love? There was. What? If they even made any more street games at all? Was there any on PS3? I don't think so. Uh, I know there's been multiple FIFA streets. Yeah. There's been NBA... Street, yeah. Streets. I think they're the only ones. Maybe there might have been a hockey one. Maybe. I'm the know. last person you should look at. Dylan, tell us. Give us Dylan. A... Bortz. What, right. my number three? Yes. Over to you, Dylan. Because <laughs> I got a good tie-in. Wii Sports. Fuck, I didn't Number even think three. of Wii Sports. That, that, that game by itself sold so many consoles. This game got played a lot by everyone in my whole family, including people who have probably never played video games since this, as in, like, Nan's Pops, Grandma's Grandpa's. The fucking pets could play Wii Sports. It was so easy. You just chucked the <laughs> goggle mouth in between their mouths and off they went. They was chucking tennis balls around. You know, like, it was, it was amazing. Uh, this was back before I became really jaded towards motion controls as well, because this was new and exciting at the time. And being that little stupid me thing on the screen and hitting the tennis racket and whatever the hell else she was doing was really exciting. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, and it didn't wear off fast either. It wasn't like, I remember playing like the really shitty, some of the move games after this, of course, looked better, played better, but was still just like, nah, like this isn't going to hold the entertainment value. But when Wii Sports came out, it was new, it was exciting, it wasn't like super serious, you could play it with everyone, it was easy as all hell, and it was just, yeah, it was like a game, I was like, oh, motion controls, the future's here. <laughs> <laughs> I can only remember playing tennis and bowling on that game. What were the other mini games on it? I don't know. I actually don't even remember, because I'm I've, dead like only ones I played. I've never touched a Wii or a Wii U. I never touched a Wii U, because it was a Fisher-Price piece of crap. Wii U was terrible. The Wii was an alright console. It was okay. I I'll stand by the Wii. For some reason, I picked a Wii over an Xbox and I regretted it. <laughs> no, that's a bad decision. No one yeah, said to was. do that. No, but that's because I saw some. I was young and the Wii my dad showed first, me. My dad showed me a video of uh, Twilight Princess. Yep. Yeah. And the guy like swinging the sword around. I was like, "That's so cool." I remember being tempted by that too. Yeah. Fucking. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. That was a good one. Um. There was, a, there was another... I can't remember what the game was called. One, one of my favourite games was this black and, light, black and white one where you... Oh, you mean... Yeah, exactly. And then, then the, the ad for it had uh, Sound of Silence as the ad. Yeah, I, I think that was it. The name and oh, the only colour in it was red from all the Mad World stuff. or something. Yeah. Mad World, yeah. Mad World. That, yeah, it's Mad World. That was a good one. And that had the most... But Mario Galaxies, of course, are fucking... They're like... Two of my top three Mario games, as far as I'm concerned. I just love both those. It's probably why I liked Odyssey so much, because it's um, quite similar to the Galaxies, I think. And th even they had waggle controls for a lot of the stuff, and I was fine with it, 
because mm. you just gave it a little shake, you'll do a spin and stuff, but yeah. you didn't have to like point at the screen. It was just like while it was playing, you could just like give it a little bit of spin. Yeah, that's fine. I've, I don't have heaps of bad memories of the Wii, and as much as you can make fun of it now, and you can make fun about like the Wii Sports thing, um, this just came bundled in with the majority of the yeah. consoles, unless you like Alex bought it separate for something reasons, stuff like that. And it was a free game that came with a console that gave most people hours and hours of entertainment and showed off the console quite well. And it it got people to be gamers that aren't gamers and to try out video games that never tried them before because of how accessible it is and and stuff like that. So props, as far as I'm concerned. It's a a joke, but at the same time, you know, you can't... When you're like, I'm serious, it's a good thing. You can't deny it. (laughs) Can't deny the Wii Sports power. Yeah. I'll allow it. Kieran. Going from there, going from when I just mentioned Zelda, Breath of the Wild was yeah. my the reason I bought Nintendo Switch last year. And I love that console. with a, I love it very much. Um, but Breath of the Wild was something truly unique, especially with, you know, it's a game that has a 10 to 20 second tutorial. And then it's like, okay, go. This is, you know, this is the world to explore. Go go look around. Go see what's going on. And then just for me, the thing that always blows my mind about that game is the sheer, like, the sheer application of your thinking that can go into that game is ridiculous. Like, you want to fly somewhere high. If you set a tree on fire, like cut a tree down, set it on fire, you can use the upwind from that to sail your glider further. Or... You know, if you need to get across the river, you can use a piece. You can use a log as a boat and just chuck it into the water. It was there was so much customization to that game, as in you can have the same puzzle or the same shrines puzzle, but everybody could have a completely different method to like making it, like to fixing it, or you know. And Nintendo were totally for that. They were so yeah. If you if you find a way to do this shrine in like two seconds, do it. This is this is what this game's about. Yeah, you often see videos of people, like, freezing the ball. I saw one, it was a shrine where you had to take a block of ice up a ramp through all this different fire and stuff, and he just froze it and whacked it a few times, and it, like, went up, hit the wall, and went into the thing it had to go down to. The thing with Breath of the Wild that blows me away compared to every other launch title is it's the first real launch title from a first-party studio that treats gamers like they have some intelligence and and retreat them with respect. Like, it's just so mature in the design, especially for a launch title where you can... People, where you can go, all right, this is a launch title, we need to put in all the new fucking shebang to, like, show off the console and all that kind of stuff, but... Yeah, show off the Switch's tech or what. Like, there isn't a fuck ton of, like, random shit to do. Gyro controls or some random shit. Exactly. He goes, here's the game. Go at it. We're not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. We'll figure it out for yourself. It just treats gamers with so much respect and intelligence and stuff like that. Which I'm happy yeah, it's, and it's, it's really good it came out too because there was ages there where the Switch is... It was like the Switch is coming and the launch line, launch line up for a while was like one, two Switch and one other game and that was it. Yeah. Like they hadn't said anything for ages. It was just like those two games. It was just like this, this thing is going to come out it's going to be a nightmare. It's yeah. just going to sell like shit. Everyone, it's going to have what two games? It's yeah. going to be 
garbage and it's just going to be dumped and Nintendo's going to be fucked. I was guilty of that. I was often saying, like, I can't wait for him to release games on other consoles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was, I was the right, same but it was hard not yeah. to. Like, when you was watching their, their media lineup lead up to the, the launch oh, and everything like that, it was just like, I still don't think they handled it well. No. Like, no, no uh, way can you say that was a advertisement good advertisement and stuff like that. But when you when you announce Zelda's coming launch day, yeah, kind of fix, fixes half your problems easy, I suppose. Especially when the game comes out and everyone's like, "This Zelda game's one of the the better ones in quite a long time." Yeah, exactly. and everyone's talking about it, and everyone's on buses playing a console Zelda game in their hands and stuff like that. You see everyone on Twitter going crazy that picks up the launch console. The, the days are passing. I'm seeing people being like, "Fuck, I wasn't going to get a Switch." Launch period, but now I have to get one. A couple yeah. weeks later, people are like, God, I wasn't going to get a Switch for like six months, but now I have to get one because it keeps it. So, yeah, it paid off for them between Zelda and the, the Switch just being shown off, I think. Yeah, exactly. They, they've they really come out of the gate firing. Good right. job, Nintendo. I'm proud of you. My next one is Batman Arkham VR. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. the the way that game made me feel... In VR, it was just something else. Like, is it still your go-to like VR memory? Because it is for me. Like launch, wow that, it's a tie between that and the Star Wars Battlefront thing. Yep. But uh, it being the first thing I played in VR, I think it leaves a bigger impact for me. And I love the Batman Arkham game universe, like the story it tells and all that. Like just being involved and the story and just like going in there, just the seamlessness of reaching down to grab a bangerang, batarang without even looking and throwing it and stuff like that. It was just, that is my favorite moment. The moment I realized that I didn't look down because there was for a lot of that game, I kept looking down being like, there's a batarang, there's a, the gun and you'd look and you'd grab it and you'd look back up, move your head. Yeah. And then the first moment I realized I just put my hand down while keeping my head straight looking and just threw it without even paying attention like it was a real life situation happened. Yeah. I threw the batarang and then it suddenly hit me that I just did it. I was like, oh, fuck, that's cool. <laughs> like that's there. I didn't even look like it exists there without me looking at it. <laughs> exactly. And I think the bonus thing about it too is it's, it's, such, it's so accessible for people that aren't gamers to experience it as well. Like, if you have an interest in Batman, like, it's easy enough to go put him in. And the fact of just, at the beginning, you grab the cowl and you put it on, you go down the bat elevator into the cave and see all the stuff. Yeah, I chucked my ex under it. Oh. I wish he'd stayed in VR, though. <laughs> in the VR kingdom. The VR yeah. king. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't play it first, I, but it was it is still my go-to. What's well, still my go-to, like, memory of of any VR game because it's still got the most wow factor for yep. me straight up. I played um, uh, the shooting one on the... VR like, Worlds, the, yeah, the London Heist VR Worlds, I played yeah. that first and that was kind of cool. Um, had a cool moment just at the start where you're loading that up and you see like all these sparks flying towards your face and yeah. all that sort of stuff. They're like kind of just building you into VR nicely yeah, in, slowly, that, in yeah. that on that disc, like slowly. So I, I tried out that first and I tried the luge thing and made myself sick. Then I took like a half hour to hour break to have lunch, <laughs> I remember. Because I took the day off of VR when yeah. VR came out. I, I remember I, I was uh, sick that day. Yeah. I, no, I was just like <laughs> annual leave. I just took yeah. annual leave. And then I took like an hour for lunch or whatever. And I was like, okay, time for Batman. I've warmed up. Warmed up. Had to had to get there eventually. Yeah. Booted that sucker up. Stood up. 
because I recorded a Let's Play for it also. I was like, I'm going to record this whole fucking I'm one. Cool kid. Cool, cool YouTube gamer kid. <laughs> and that was like a full... Because it only takes like an hour to play through. Yes. Do the whole thing. And play. did you play it standing up? I did, yeah. Because yeah, I can't imagine playing that standing now. Playing it standing up with a, like a decent amount of space around you where yeah. you, can, you can walk forward a button and lean over the buildings and yeah. all that sort of stuff and just hearing the noises and throwing the batarangs and the first moment you go down the cave and put that on the cow, yeah, it, it was great. That's a that great game. It was. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Good launch title. Um, my number two is Vita... Uncharted Golden Abyss, which is, an, we were just talking about the Switch having like, a, like you know, launch game with none of the, the shit chucked in to make yeah. use of the f- features. Admittedly, Golden Abyss is a fucking shocker for this. It uses <laughs> literally everything the Vita can do. It's like, you want to cl- like, climb, you better touch the back of the freaking... Yep. Do the, oh, you got to do like a hand thing on the, the back. Really you got to like wipe the screen for stuff. The worst thing in the whole game is the point where you're trying to, you have to shine a light into the the, the camera on the thing so it can really? light something. Yeah, it's like oh, hold this man. up to a light. I remember there was a point I was laying in my bed when I was doing my um, crushing playthrough of it and I'm just trying to concentrate, you know, relax in fucking bed at like 9 or 10 p.m. at night just trying to play through the game. It's like shine the light in the back of the camera. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And like <laughs> lean over, turning my bedside lamp on, like fucking here, like turning it off. <laughs> With all this said, still one of my like favorite memories was uh, picking this up Early in the morning, my Vita, I was so pumped for this, the Vita to come out, was there at 7am or whatever at my EB games, me and my friend, the only two people, uh, there to pick it up at that time in the morning, getting home, unboxing it, and I was super happy with the, the console itself, I just remember being like so excited about it, turning it on, being like, this is great, and then booting up Uncharted and just being like, fuck, this is great, this is in my hands, I'm playing, I'm playing basically a full, what seems like a full console uncharted game and it looks amazing and it's playing well and none of these features that we complain about now like the touch screen none of that was annoying me at the time yeah because i was like the shooting feels great i've got two analog sticks on this (laughs) especially after because i played my psp uh like i was a big psp fan played like i've played a lot of my psp in the back room in my maths class like too much and that's how i am where i am (laughs) but uh so i was like psp ruining lives yeah basically I had the two analog sticks and just the graphics on that thing. It was just one of those, it was one of those wow moments. And I think for launch games, you, it's, it's, it's admittable and it's fine to just say you were suckered in easily yeah. by graphics and shiny things and stuff like that. Because of course you're going to be. You're not going oh, yeah. to worry about the gameplay or any of these things. Like This game could play like hot garbage and I wouldn't have admitted that to, to now or whenever months later down the track. But at the time, it would have been like, wow, look how pretty it is. It looks like it's on the... <laughs> it basically looks the same as my console on PS3 Uncharted games. Oh, it's great. Now you look um, at it after playing it. 4K, you know, this is hot garbage. Yeah, basically. And I still think um, Golden Abyss is better than the... It's better than the first Uncharted game. I can't... I, I tried to play Golden Abyss because I was a late adopter to PS Vita and I just can't play it. Uh, it's just something about the controls... The way it works is I just can't manipulate it. There was like that with Mercenary too. Like I couldn't oh, yeah. play it. I don't know. Like yeah. games on the Vita, I play or Danganronpa, which is hardly um, ever fucking controls. The um, the last boss fight in Uncharted is a uh, quick time event, but the quick time event is swiping on the screen. Yeah. And when you, 
I nearly threw my Vita across the room playing and I'm crushing. Because, of course, they're like, oh, well, because well, you're crushing in the last boss fight, it's just quicker. a quick time event. We're going to make all the swipings like really hard and faster and stupid degrees of angles and all sorts of weird shit you have to do, like swipe from the bottom up, half circle, doodle, doodle. <laughs> and I was like, sw- I was basically digging my nails into the screen by the end of that, fucking dying like 50 million times. Because you're just like, oh, for fucks. Because it's not like when you die in a real boss fight. And you respawn, and if you go shoot someone, it's the same thing. Yeah. The, he'll say the same shitty line at you, like, oh, I'm going to come get you. But you could move left, you can move right. Yeah. You, could, you know, there's variation. This is just a movie scene that I'm watching over and over <laughs> with the fucking swipings <laughs> on the screen. I was like, oh, my God. This is terrible. However, still one of my favorite launch games. I'm trying to go on the abyss. <laughs> Did you have any other launch games for the Vita? Uh, I got Uncharted. I got Dungeon something. Thing, Alliance or something like that was another yeah. launch game. Um, I got like three or four, I think, actually. Uh, was Luminous a launch game? I, I think I got Luminous. It was like close to, but I think I picked up three day one. Yeah. And then the Sound Shapes and stuff shortly after that, I think. That was played a lot of. I feel like Sound Shapes wasn't far after. But my, I remember my friend getting zero games. All right. Kieran. <laughs> Kieran. Number two. We've already talked about it a little bit. Halo... Combat Evolved is one of my favourite launch games of all time. Um, just the amount of hours I've put into that game, both the campaign and the uh, multiplayer in it, just playing with friends, has the best pistol that has ever been in a game ever because that pistol was pretty much a fucking sniper rifle and it was bullshit. Neither. No. 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 The original, just the OG pistol, you could play the entire game through with it. And, and even like the people who created it came out and were like, Bungie came out and were like, yeah, that pistol was a bit broken. Pistol was a tad bit broken. Um, but it was such a fantastic game. And I think even just the, the scale of the levels in that game, mm. which I don't think had been done before in many games before that, like just the sheer scale of, you know, I remember getting lost in like the second or third level where you're driving a warthog around. Just yeah. getting lost and being like, where the fuck do I go? And this is so big. And how is this all the same level? Um, but for me, it was such a interesting and you know i think it was one of my first experiences with an xbox was halo and that game just blew it out of the water just the the enemy designs the just even like the small changes like you know the skulls changing the gameplay so much so yeah you know like grunts um love grenades being my favorite because there's just grenades flying fucking everywhere (laughs) but it was just such a such a step up where it was like oh shit Xbox is a Xbox is a kind of a contender, isn't it? Eh? Like, for me in my mind, I was always a PlayStation fanboy until that moment when I was like, "Oh, okay, there's something there's something other than PlayStation here to look at." Um, How old were you when it came out? Um, so it was what, like 2004? Sperm. <laughs> Sperm. Uh, so I'd have been ten. I'd have been ten. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Like, I remember at that time coming out, like. You had your favourite, like, I was a PS2. Like, I had a PS2 because that was given to me. Like, I had a choice between that and a GameCube and I traded to PS2. But at that time, I don't ever remember thinking that way about the industry. Like, it's, yeah, when you look back at it, like, you think of it like that. But I just, I remember myself not thinking of it like that and just thinking, oh, these are games, I'm playing them. Yeah, these are games I can games have this one them. console. Dad said I can have this one console and that's it. Yeah. No, for me it was very much. Oh, you, I love PlayStation. PlayStation, my thing. Yeah. I had PlayStation One. I moved to a PlayStation Two, and then after the PlayStation Two, instead of getting a PlayStation Three, I moved to Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and that's yeah. where my love. Now you moved away. 
Pardon? You moved away. No. No, I refuse <laughs> to admit that. That's that's a dark point in my life. <laughs> right, moving right along. All right. My next one is Battlefield 4 for the PS4. It was yep. released on the previous console, but it was to me it's a launch game on PS4 like the Battlefield 4 was very controversial in its release because of it was people claim people said it was buggy and there was bugs and connection issues and stuff like that but I personally never had any of those issues myself and I have put like that game I played would even still play if I didn't have a PC PC now like the amount of hours I've put into that game and the enjoyment I've got out of it it just make it a top tier launch game for me and just having those kind of visuals on a console as well is just phenomenal and the bump up to like in PS3, it had lower player limits compared to the PC version, but this was the first time on console. The full conquest console. maps. Yeah, full conquest, 64 players. Yeah. And just having that experience in the console was just amazing to me. And that's what I live for, those type of games, like military, top shooters, multiplayer, that kind of stuff. I got it, I got it launch day as well. Yeah. Um, loved it, same thing. It was just like finally... I love. I played all the battlefields. Oh, no, I never played like one or I never played Battlefield one or two. But yeah. I played every battlefield, including the PC one horribly, the future one at some 2142. point. Twenty one forty two. I've owned yep. every battlefield game. Yeah. So yeah. I was like really excited to to play it. Finally, have finally experienced like proper conquest maps and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And it was great to boot it up. Graphics were amazing. Heaps of people in the thing jumped into conquest, running around. Felt fucking crazy to have the amount of people, yeah, running around at the same time. Finally, felt like I was experiencing the game. How it was kind of meant to be played, yeah. even though in like all the other battlefields, my go-to mode is just rush. I don't yeah. like that's still my favorite mode is just rush. Yeah, and I don't really care for conquest, but it was still nice to finally experience the full have something other than rush to play. Yeah, yeah, like it was an open. It wasn't just like, yeah. well, this mode will be half fast. It was a, it was a full, full option. Yeah, that was great. Uh, since we're on Battlefield, now I want to know which is your favorite Battlefield game. I have a soft spot for Battlefield nineteen forty two, the original. But um, did you play? I probably put the most like, hours into is Battlefield four, but I really enjoyed Battlefield one as well. Yeah, yeah. Did you play the the downloadable one? Not nineteen forty three. Yeah, yeah. I put a Lake, lot Lake of hours Island into over that. and over and over again. Yeah, played so much of that, like a ridiculous amount for like the cheap downloadable thing. <laughs> and it wasn't even. I thought I was it wasn't even good. It. <laughs> it was fine. It was I mean, great the, for the price, but for the price, <laughs> yeah. it was like fifteen, twenty bucks or whatever it was. Um, my favorite is Bad Company too. Still has to be Bad Company. Yeah, too. yeah. Bad Company too. I, I can understand that. Yeah, destructible environments in in that on PS3 were great. The uh, the Vietnam DLC is still my yeah. favorite. DLC for any Battlefield game. Yeah. Like, the flying in the chopper with, um, what's the song called? Two, two, Hosan, what, two Which Sand, one? Two Sand. What's the song called? You know, like the, you'd know it if you heard it. Anyway, plays in the trailer. <laughs> it's in, like, all those Vietnam movies and yeah. stuff like that. Be flying the chopper with the song playing or you'd, like, someone would come to pick you up and the songs would be hanging off the side of the chopper and you'd jump in and stuff like that. Flamethrower in that was fucking fantastic and the campaign story is still as far as I'm I haven't played Battlefield 1 but the campaign story in that is still my Battlefield 1 has like one of the vignettes vignettes is one of my favourite things of of, like storytelling in games which vignette? 
Uh, the first one where you're the the, the aeroplane. Pardon. The first one you play is where. Oh, the first one you play is a British soldier. And then no, no, sorry, be sorry, be the second one. It'd be the pilot. Um, yeah, who the pilot? Yeah, the the US then, pilot. Yes, yeah, because yeah. I love the ending of that so much. It's yeah, ridiculous. Although one of the missions in that is frustrating on the hardest, where you're on the turret on the top of the zeppelin trying to shit all the planes. Yeah, yep. <sighs> that was pain. But yeah, um, we down to my number one. Dylan, is your no. number one the only number one that's acceptable in this case? Maybe. Uh, is, it, is it a Nintendo game? It's Knack. Nope. No, god damn it. <laughs> I picked up Knack launch day also, but yeah. <laughs> right. I did. I was that guy. All right. um, it is a PS4 game. Yep. Assassin's Creed Black Flag is my number one. Because the, PS, the PS4 is... Uh, my only home console that I've picked up on launch day. So yep. it has uh, f- very fond memories in, in my, my head. Um, just coming home with that console for a start with the games. Remember, I went into EB game early in the day because you could pick up the games earlier and then get the console and just rush out of it in, at midnight. And I remember how I got Assassin's Creed, I got Knack, I got um, Battlefield or whatever. Um, something else, I swear. I had like four. Went overkill because it was my first console launch and I was fucking pumped as <laughs> um, get home and Assassin's Creed was the first game that I booted up to try out and it was my first like wow the water is so pretty the water <laughs> like cl- climb up to the top of my first like synchronization point and just like looking around on the ship and like the draw distance was so much further than the PS3 could handle there was no like this r- the ridiculous fog of war wasn't like surrounding me at my feet and stuff like that it was it was an upgrade in technology that i could appreciate straight away without it being as obvious as going from PS2 to PS3 where like the character models and stuff like that were a lot more noticeable. But this was just like, oh, my character, I'm not like dropping frames randomly running around this corner or like it's not loading every 10 seconds. Yeah. The, yeah, the no fog of war right at my ankles. Oh, look at the water, the textures. Oh my God. Look, run across these plants. I'm like, this grass textures are so (laughs) much better than what I've been putting up with. (laughs) I can attest to that too, because like I bought it, three weeks earlier on PS3 because it was one of those games where if you bought it you on upgrade. the previous generation, you could get an upgrade, downloadable upgrade, so you can play it off that. And I played it for like, I don't know, five hours on the PS3 before I got it on the PS4. And just the jump, as you said, like the jump was phenomenal. I spent so many hours just riding around listening to sea shanties hunting whales. Yeah, well, that's not even to say that Black Flag is still my favourite Assassin's yeah. Creed game to this day. Not just because of these memories, but it was, it also turned out to be a really fantastic it was, game. Yeah. And it that's was, why I think it stands in my memory so hard is because it was console launch, all these things. I'm just like, wow, 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 wow. And then I continued playing it, woke up next morning because, of course, I took the day off and just played a fuck ton of Assassin's Creed the next day. I yeah. was loving it as a game and then loving it as a launch experience also. So it was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Number one. I agree. And the funny thing is, it was at its best when it wasn't dealing with the Assassin's crap. That's how most Assassin's Creed games are. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. My number one. Going back to, uh, which is very weird considering my list, but there is one on the Nintendo title on my list, I guess, um, is Mario 64. 
because I think looking back at history, that jump from where they were pre-64 and then looking at Mario 64 as a launch game is insane. Even just like the the technical prowess of that game and the stuff that the developers had to do to make that game work and be what it is yeah, um, was amazing. Like, you know, how they had to... They had to make everything that Mario could jump over had to be the perfect size, like had to be this exact size for him to be able to jump because of yeah. just how they made it. Um, and it was the first; it was the first proper game they've made fully in three D. So there was a lot of a lot of uh, technical decisions and marvels that had never been made before that these people had to take on and challenge and create. So for me, I think my favorite launch title yet would be Mario sixty four. The crazy thing about that too is how forward thinking they were as well. Like. You look at every other 3D platformer, certain PlayStation or Nintendo 64, they were kind of like the crash type of thing where you, it was 3D like polygons, but you're still essentially going on a kind of 2.5D type plane. Yep. The amount of time that it took developers to catch up to that kind of game making was ridiculous. Do you have anything to say about Mario, Dylan? Nah, it's fine. Well, <laughs> Whenever like, I I played it way too late, yeah. Um, I think I played it by the time I played it for the first time. I think was around PS2. I was the current gen, whatever gen that yeah. is. And I played. Someone pulled out the 64 at someone's house, and I attempted to play it, and I couldn't use the freaking controller. I hated <sighs> it. It was just a nightmare, and I think it just ruined my memory. Like any f- hope of me liking that game was ruined <laughs> by just going. This controls like hot fucking garbage, and I was like. I'm sure back in the day, you know, whatever, maybe it was cool, but this just <laughs> this is terrible. Hey, Dylan, let's play Goldeneye. Sure, let's have a go at Goldeneye. I, I, I don't know how. I'm, I can't play. I'm just going to go smoke cigarettes in the corner. Bye. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Disappointed. My last one is Motorstorm on the PS3. It was a launch game. It was in Australia, yep. Oh. I, 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 me, my dad and my brother... I just remember sitting there taking turns playing that, just handing the controller around because for some reason they didn't have split screen multiplayer. But yeah, just the destruction and the different vehicles you'd have, it was kind of like a modern day road rage, even road rush. Yeah. Just the, yeah. Just the way if you crash and bail and the shit would just fly off, and there was just like all the detail and the destruction, and the tracks were phenomenal, and just the way even all the different vehicles had handled because you had like the four wheel drive, the dune buggies, the motorcycles, the quads, all the different kind of stuff. It's just, it makes me sad that Evolution is shut down now, and we're not going to Me too, because I loved Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, the Apocalypse. Apocalypse was was shitty when it got um, delayed because of the earthquake wherever that was yeah, unfortunate and that yeah. kind of fucked them a bit um, but yeah but that, was that a game fantastic was great game. yeah um original most storm was another was i think it i don't know what you'd say the exact detail was but i remember the first time playing it and that was like another like next gen car racing wow moment it must have been yeah. like how close it was plus like the like whatever you'd call the effect where you're moving really fast and you'd see like the kind of ripples on the side type yeah, motion yeah, stuff blur. like that but then like nothing's yeah the motion yeah thank you yeah. motion blur but then like nothing's blurred around you like you can yeah. still see everything but motion blur and all that sort of stuff uh, that yeah I just loved it yeah I loved most of it was great it was not great. a real serious racer just no fun, it was a good arcade racer ridiculousness and cool it, soundtrack it's what you needed in a launch title as well to show it off 
And I also think that that game made mud look good. Like it did, yeah. Like you know, normal like a brown crappy mud was just you know nothing, but that game made it glisten, made it look really nice, and that's that's how good that game looked. And what other racing game can you drive a big rig and have it competitive against dune buggies and motorbikes? They didn't control like hot garbage either. That's no, the they thing. didn't. Like they, they were, and there was the tracks split off into different things. Like the big rigs could plow through the mud easily, where motorcycles had to take like a side path up up the side and over the top and all that kind of thing. And if you was on a bike, you um, there'd usually be like smaller, yeah, more like riskier things you could you could often take. That exactly, you could crash yeah. Easier, but if you're in like a four wheel drive, you can just fucking run over motorcycles to get them out of your way and stuff. Yeah, it was great. That great. I loved it. All right, so that's. Does anyone have any honourable mentions? No, not really. No, I'm pretty no? good, thank you very much. Pretty good? Tetris. Tetris. <laughs> on the Game Boy. Fair enough. I just want to make honourable mention of Marvel Ultimate Alliance on PS3 and Lego Marvel Superheroes on PS4. I Fair enjoyed enough. those as well. Honourable mention, actually, Luigi's Mansion on GameCube. Yep. I'll allow it. Alright, that has been the launch episode of Top 5 with Nick. And I'm Nick. You can find me at Lord Empire. You can find Dylan at Viva Ladil. V I V A L A D I L. You can find Kieran at Your Boy Ringo. You can find all other Explosion Network content over at explosionnetwork.com. You can find Explosion Network on Twitter at Explosion Pod. If you have any suggestions for topics or themes for seasons, you can email don't at explosionnetwork.com. And this has been the inaugural episode. I hope you enjoyed it and stick around. Thanks. Bye. Go buy that copy of Herbs, people.